Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So this week, we are going to be doing another AMA episode, or Ask Me Anything. And this week's question comes from Ashley. She asks, how can I forgive myself and heal after confessing my sin to God? This is such a good question, Ashley. When we know that we've messed up, it can be easy for any of us to hold on to that guilt, sometimes even for years, and it just eats away at us on the inside. One amazing thing about our God is that Proverbs 28, 13 tells us that when we confess our sins, we find mercy. That word mercy means that from God, we can find forgiveness, we can find compassion, and we can find love. What an amazing God we have. Instead of turning to us and yelling at us or telling us how he can't believe the choices that we made were so terrible, he turns to us and says, Daughter, I love you. I love you too much to leave you in the state that you are broken. When you come to me, when you walk with me, you'll find freedom in every area of your life. That is the heart of our Father. That forgiveness, that compassion, that mercy is great. But sometimes it's not so easy to forgive ourselves for the things that we've done. When we hold on to that unforgiveness toward ourselves and we hold on to that guilt, It causes us to be in a place where we don't like ourselves. It causes us to be angry and irritable. It causes us to be insecure and to doubt our choices. I don't speak on this because I'm some medical professional. That I am not. I can speak on this, though, because I have been there. All of the bad choices that I made, even if it was just something so small as in I forgot to finish my homework and I was rushing the next day, I would pile up all these things in my mind and continue to beat myself up mentally. I would ask myself things like, how could I do something like that? What was wrong with me? It wasn't until I finally gave all of that stuff over to God and forgave myself from the big things that I did that I was able to start my path to freedom. A lot of times that guilt that we carry isn't something small, like not finishing our homework. But a lot of times it comes from something we did or that was done to us that really rocked our world. How do we overcome the guilt of something like that? How do we forgive ourselves? Ashley, I am so thankful that you asked this question. This is a journey I had to take myself. So I get where you're coming from. Somebody else who understands where you're coming from is King David, the same David that fought Goliath. He had a time in his life where he really struggled with guilt from his sins. And you may be thinking, but it was David. What did he do that was so bad? Well, He didn't keep his mind pure when it came to Bathsheba. He ended up having an affair with her while she was married. Then when she found out she was pregnant with his child, 
and everyone would have known it was his child because all of the men were out at war where King David should have been because the king was always out on the battlefield with his men when they were fighting. King David was in trouble. He tried to cover up what he did, so he brought Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, back from war so that he could spend time with her. Because Uriah was such an honorable man, he wouldn't do it. Because he knew that there were other men who could not spend time with their families, with their wives. And so he slept by the gate until King David allowed him to go back out to war. So now David really had a problem because he couldn't say it was Uriah's kid. This was clearly going to be David's kid. So what does David do? So what does David do? David sends a letter with Uriah to go with him back out to war. Uriah is to give this letter to the commander of the army, the one that tells them what they're going to be doing. And in this letter, Uriah did not know this, but in this letter, it basically said, what I want you to do is send out the most valiant men, which Uriah was one of those men, to the front lines, to the hot spot of the war. This is where a lot of the people were killed. And he said, send them out to the front lines. And then when the other army comes at us, everybody retreats except for Uriah. He stays there. David set out to have Uriah killed so that he could cover up his sin. And that's exactly what happened. Uriah was murdered because of David's choice. So David was walking through some pretty crazy stuff. And he was so far away from God during this time. You might have noticed that if somebody is walking in sin, they're not close to God. There's like this disconnect. It's like they might reach out to God or they might try to read their Bible, but it just doesn't click. It just doesn't sink in. Or maybe the desire to spend time with God isn't even there at all. And that's because there is a barrier that's holding you back from God. There's a wall that's separating you and God, and that wall is sin. And that is exactly where David was. And then Nathan, David's prophet, came to David and basically said, David, what would you do if some guy had gotten a woman pregnant, tried to cover it up, murdered her husband? What would you do? I'm paraphrasing. And David was like, oh, that, that's a terrible guy. He should be punished to the highest extent. And then Nathan looked at David and said, David, that's you. And that was a huge moment for David. It opened his eyes to what he had been doing. He didn't even realize how far down the slippery slope of sin he was. That's the problem with sin is we take one step towards sin and we just keep going. And that's exactly where David was. When David realized that Nathan was talking about him, he instantly asked God for forgiveness, but then the guilt kicked in. And Psalm 32 actually is the account of where David is processing this and he's struggling with that guilt. So we're going to go through the first five verses of Psalm 32, and I'm going to kind of break it down into a couple different sections. The first section we're going to talk about is when King David recognized his sins. He's going to talk about how he felt during that time of being away from God. And then in the next section, he acknowledges his sins. He confesses them. And now he has to receive God's forgiveness. And then finally, we're going to talk about, Ashley, what you were asking about is how do you overcome that guilt that even King David dealt with? How do we do that? And how do we receive God's grace? All right. So starting in Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2, King David wrote, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man 
whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no defeat. When we're walking with God and we don't have any unconfessed sin and we have no guilt, we're walking in that blessing. Now in verses 3 and 4, this is where David is describing what it was like when he was away from God. It says, when I kept silent about my sin, I didn't go to God. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. It was eating him alive from the inside out. Verse four, for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as the heat of the summer. Now, this is not saying that God is like beating down on him. That's not what it's saying. God is not a harsh God. But what it's saying is that burden of sin was so heavy on David. It was so miserable. He felt like he was spiritually dry. There was nothing left. He couldn't have that relationship with God like he wanted because that sin was standing between him and God. If you ever see a Christian who is walking in sin, you see how miserable they are. That's because the hardest person to try to be is somebody that you're not. And when we try to live like the world, it's miserable because our spirit is like, this is not who you are. This is not who you are. And so it leaves us in a place of where we're miserable, we're depressed, we're down all the time, we're complaining constantly. That is exactly what David is talking about here. He was so spiritually dry. He wasn't growing with God. He wasn't walking with God. He was living in his sin. And so you might be listening to this and thinking, There are some sins that I've been walking through, sins that I've been given into. I've been struggling in my walk with God. It just feels like we don't connect anymore and you need to be free from it. Just like David did, the first thing that you have to do is acknowledge that there is a sin and say, God, I am sorry. God, forgive me. And then if you are on my email list, and if you are not, you can go to the Uncommon Teen app and click on the tab that says don't miss a thing and get on that email list. But if you are on my email list and you are listening to this episode, this Friday, May 5th, I am going to be sending out an email that talks about six keys on how to overcome anything that you might be walking through. And then I'm going to be sending you some verses that you can begin to pray today to help you step into that freedom. So if you're in that place where you're walking in sin, It is time to confess that sin because it's not worth it. It's not worth holding on to. Now in verse 5 of Psalm 32, this is when David realizes that he needs forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9 tells us that when we confess our sins, basically when we decide we're not going our way anymore, we're not doing this thing that's hurting us anymore, we're going to turn to God and we're going to ask God for forgiveness. When we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we'll get to that last part of what cleansing us from all unrighteousness means. But when you ask God to forgive you, he absolutely, without hesitation, doesn't matter what you did. Most of us haven't done nearly as bad as what King David did. And yet God still forgave him. And guess what? He's going to do the same for you. So in verse five, King David says, I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. So he's saying, I'm not going to cover my sin anymore. I'm talking to you about it, God. I'm asking you for forgiveness. And then he said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Now, you might be asking, what is an iniquity? (laughs) What is a transgression? And what is a sin? They almost seem like they're synonymous with one another, that they're interchangeable. 
But real quick, I want to tell you just the difference between those three things, because in this verse, he talks about all three of these things. I acknowledge my sin to you. I did not cover my iniquity. I will confess my transgressions. So he talks about all three of those things. So just real quick, a transgression is when we do something that we know that we shouldn't do. A sin is when we don't do something that we know that we should do. And an iniquity is twisting what we should do into something that we shouldn't be doing. It's basically saying, God, I know you tell me to do it this way, but I'm going to go my way. My way is better. So in verse 5, King David is acknowledging his sin. He's no longer covering it up. And he's receiving God's forgiveness. When we cover our sin like King David did, eventually that sin is going to be brought to light. There is no sin that can be hidden. So if you're walking through a sin right now and nobody knows about it, know that it will be eventually found out. It is good to confess. It's good to bring it out to the light. It's good to talk to your parents or to talk to somebody that you can trust about what's going on so that they can walk you through this, so that they can pray with you as you're walking through this. And then get on that mailing list so that you can have those verses and you can have those six keys to getting free and staying free so that you can continue to walk in freedom that God has for you. Now, if you are listening to this episode after Friday, May 5th, 2023, all you need to do is go into the Uncommenting app, click on the tab that says connect with Jamie and let me know that you want these verses. Say something about overcoming verses or six ways to get free and stay free or something along those lines. So I know what it is that you want and I will send those right to you. Now I want to talk a little bit about guilt. If you have already asked for forgiveness, but you're still struggling with guilt, know that guilt is not from God. God convicts us. And when God convicts us, he convicts us of sins that have not been forgiven. That means we haven't asked God for forgiveness for those certain sins. The devil is the one who condemns. He condemns you of sin that's already been forgiven. So if you've already asked for forgiveness and you're still feeling that guilt, that's not from God, that's from the enemy. And so that's why it's important to make sure that just like I said in 1 John 1, 9, that when you confess your sins, know that God is faithful and just to forgive your sins. And then that last part says, and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That unrighteousness that that verse is talking about is talking about the guilt that is associated with sin. God wants to take away that guilt. He wants to help you walk through this so that that guilt is not holding you down any longer. And this includes not being able to forgive yourself. When we can't forgive ourselves, that again is condemnation from the devil. That is not from God. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. As long as you are not walking according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And what that means is if you're not walking in that sin and justifying that sin and saying, you know what? It's okay. But you're turning to God and you're saying, God, I want you. I ask you for forgiveness for this sin. Lord, I thank you that you're going to help me walk through this. That's what he's talking about here. There is no condemnation for you. If you're walking with God, you've chosen to ask for forgiveness. And now it's time to choose to get rid of the guilt for good and to get rid of the unforgiveness toward yourself for good. So how do we get rid of that guilt? How do we get rid of that unforgiveness toward ourselves? The first thing that we need to do is we need to renew our mind to God's word. Romans 12, 2 tells us to not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can prove what is the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God is. 
So basically what it's saying is as you get into the word and as you find those verses on things like freedom and you begin to speak them over your life, what you're doing is you're renewing your mind to what God's word says. And John 8, 31 and 32 says that it's the truth that you know that makes you free in every area of your life. So as you're speaking the word of God over yourself, as you're renewing your mind to what God's word says, yeah, at first it's going to be a little bit challenging. But then as you continue to speak it and continue to speak it and continue to speak it, it gets better and then it gets better and then it gets better. And then it's like, I don't have a problem with this anymore because I know that God's on my side. I don't have to fear. So the first step is to renew your mind to what God's word says. And then step two is 2 Corinthians 10, 5 tells us to cast away any thoughts that come against what God says and to line them up with what it is that God does say. So anytime those feelings of guilt come up, Anytime those feelings of condemnation come up or unforgiveness toward yourself, I want you, if you can, speak out loud because your words are powerful. And by the way, we can't outthink the devil, but we can outspeak him. And that's why it's so important when you're praying to be in a place where you can pray out loud. And when these thoughts come up, you tell them, no, I am forgiven. The word says in 1 John 1, 19, that when I ask for forgiveness, God has already forgiven me and he has cleansed me from this guilt. And so I know that I am forgiven. And every time those thoughts come up, take that verse, 1 John 1, 19, or another verse. Like I said, I'm going to be sending you a bunch of verses. So take some verses that really speak to you and begin to speak those out loud over yourself as you feel those thoughts of guilt and unforgiveness towards yourself come in. Speak them out loud. Tell those thoughts to go. No, you're not sticking around. I know that I'm forgiven. And then begin to speak those verses over your life. And I will be completely honest with you. Those thoughts of guilt will come back. And as they come back, you keep telling them to go. And you keep speaking God's word over yourself every single time. And the reason why these will come back is because once the enemy thinks that he has something that he can use as a weapon against you, He's going to continue to use it over and over and over and over again. And the more that you stand on the word of God and the more that the word of God goes from just head knowledge to heart knowledge, like, you know, with everything that's in you that you are forgiven, that is when he no longer has power over you. All right, Ashley, I hope that this helped you. I am so thankful again that you asked this question because there are so many ladies out there that I know are walking through a similar thing. And I just pray that you all know that there is true freedom in Jesus. So now I want you to repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, you should be receiving an email this week with two amazing announcements. The first one is... Our enrollment for the Summer Bible Study is officially opening this week, and we would love to have you join us. This Bible study is going to be all about identity. When we understand our true identity in Christ, and not just with our head knowledge, but with our heart knowledge, it changes everything. And then the second announcement is one that I am so, 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 so excited about, and it is this. We are having our first ever Uncommenting Live. It is a conference just for you all. And I'm so excited about it because this conference is designed to inspire you all and encourage you all to live boldly and confidently in who it is that God created you to be. In this email, it'll tell you all about the conference and when those tickets are going to be available 
to be purchased. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.